0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dot, the podcast about everything. We're your hosts, Denise and Umle.
1: Hello. Uh, today we're going to talk about something that I think affects everyone in the modern age in our culture and the problem is our mobile devices and technology in general damaging our relationships like is the fact that our kids or our friends and people around us are really into their phones instead of spending time with the people around them is that a problem and is that really you know the the Is that being caused by the devices? Is technology bad for human relationships? I think that's the real question.
0: Right. There's probably, like, every month or maybe every week, there's an article that goes online, and it it talks about how social media killed friendships and how social media is destroying how we look at ourselves in the world, as well as parents complaining about... um, their kids being on their phone during dinner, and how that's really destroyed family time, quote-unquote. But, you know, I mean, so, in my opinion, these are very standard ways and very simple ways of looking at the problem. And is it really technology that's sort of killed these relationships or damaged our relationships, or have... These relationships actually been the ones that have damaged us, and the ones that are causing us to sort of escape from this physical reality into a virtual reality that is at times at times more rewarding or even temporarily more rewarding than um, than our real life relationships. And that's why, you know, there are articles that will say, Um, Facebook makes us unhappy because we're comparing ourselves. In social media, we're always comparing ourselves to everyone else. And so we try to have millions of friends, but we're all still unhappy. Mm. Well, I I would argue that we have always been, or those individuals have always been unhappy. If you look at, at their backgrounds, you might find that they haven't been loved by their parents. They haven't had... Uh, helpful and um, healthy relationships at school with their teachers and so they're seeking those that validation through social media and it's a temporary fix you know that it's like that small dosage of their drug that kind of alleviates their suffering and then why are we saying oh it causes us to be comparing ourselves in suffering is because suddenly it's not enough because Facebook no longer can make us forget that we were always unhappy in reality.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think what we're getting at, and we were having the discussion in our pre-podcast discussion, I guess yeah. you could say. In we our were, pre-game. Yeah. We were talking about how um, it's possible that it's not just it's not like Facebook is the bad guy that's causing people to be unhappy. There is a correlation perhaps between the appearance of Facebook or how much people use Facebook to whether or not they're more likely to be depressed or unhappy about their situation. But let's not forget that Facebook is is really just a, a device. It's a tool that we use to connect with each other and to have links with one another uh, and to share stuff with, but so what is really causing the unhappiness? I think I think that we're, what we were really kind of fascinated by is that you know there's this correlation that people are noticing and they think that that is probably caus- causation, but it doesn't mean that that's the case. It's probably not because of Facebook that people are ha- unhappy. Or that because they're spending so much time on Facebook, that people are unhappy. I think that the question that we're asking is: Is it is the fact that people are spending so much time on Facebook uh, actually just a symptom of the of their unhappiness? Mm-hmm. It's just you know they get to see all their connections' uh, lives and you know the the bits that the connections are sharing, which are probably the highlights. Uh, in a sense, or, or or some of the things that make them who they are, the things that they identify with the most, they're going to put it on, on Facebook. So I think that that when people start looking at that, um, there's a little bit of an inevitable comparison to their own lives and to how they live. And if they're unhappy to begin with, our thesis here is that they're probably going to, it's going to exacerbate that, that problem or it's going to, just highlight it for them. And they're gonna have that realization internally that they're not happy with their situation. So I guess the the analogy that I was thinking of when we were talking about it is, just imagine that you are in in a romantic relationship where you're just not happy with your partner. Maybe your partner is abusive or you just don't get along and you argue all the time. And you think, and you stay, you stay with that partner and you think that that's just how things are. But then, all of a sudden, you connect with another couple and they're posting all these happy times and how much they mm-hmm. love each other. Or maybe you're just, imagine that you're just hanging out with them and they're just all over each other and they love each other so much, apparently. And then there's an inevitable realization that something else is possible. That having a better relationship is possible. And therefore, it just, it just adds to the realization that you're not happy with your right. current relationship. So
0: Yeah, and that's probably why you'll hear of um, employers or companies kind of um, talking about how their employees are spending so much time on Facebook during work hours. Mm-hmm. You might argue that... <laughs> you might argue that... The reason they're spending so much time on Facebook during work hours is because they're probably are one of those one of the many people that are relatively unsatisfied with their work in the first place. So they find no meaning in their in their day-to-day job and so they have to find an exit somehow. And I read an article recently that was talking about like how you spend so much time how much time that person was talking about how much time they spend with their phone. And they were kind of <clears throat> unhappy with that idea. And I read a comment in that article. I like to go through the comments. Sometimes they're meaningful. Sometimes they're trolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody said, yeah, I was at, a, I was at the D- DMC or at mm-hmm. some sort of uh, government you know, mm-hmm. agency place and um she the person looked around and noticed that everybody was on their phones and she was like wow everyone here is on their phone and then she said well what did i proceed to do i proceeded to take out my phone from my from my purse and go and use it and i actually think about this and how like i commute to work and so i i go on the train every day and i see people and people are on their phones i am on my phone Mm -hmm. but when you consider these environments when you're considering like what is is being at a at the passport agency has that ever been fun
1: has that ever been a place where people actually socialize right
0: Has, has a train ever been a fun meaningful experience the people that are Chatting over there in the corner, they're having meaningful experiences. They have friends. Mm -hmm. But everybody else, there's nothing meaningful there for them. It's just a quiet, it's just another ride to, for many of them, their meaningless jobs. And so they just don't feel like they need to have a physical presence because their phones let them escape.
1: And lets them probably Mm -hmm. uh, block out unwanted attention
0: right like they might be listening to music as Mm -hmm. well and so I was just thinking I mean do I really need to be present in experiences that have always that have never actually benefited me emotionally Hmm. um and so I think it's very different to say everyone is on their phone Well, no one was ever having conversations with everyone, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you never walk down the street and everyone's just like, hey, stranger, let me say hello to you. No, people are looking pissed. People are Mm -hmm. bumping you, walking past you in a hurry. So why do you need to be connected to it? And I think that's what we are failing to discuss when we talk about why we're all connected to our phones. It's because our physical environment... Are lacking.
1: Yes, they're not. It's not like we're having a great time most of the time, and so I think that just connecting to the to the phone instead of the situation probably is preferable anyway. So we're just doing what we prefer at the time, anyways, right. regardless of whether or not that phone existed. If the phone were not there, then maybe the person would probably have a. Let's say a newspaper. They
0: might have, yeah, a newspaper or a book. Or
1: or something like that to just focus on that so they don't have to worry about, like, you know, connecting with other people.
0: Yeah, and I think you'll find that for people that are in really meaningful and um, healthy and fulfilling relationships, you don't really find them complaining about how much their partner or their kids are on their phone. Right. Um, Like, a lot of parents are saying, oh, my kids are on their phones at the dinner table. But you should ask yourself, what kind of conversations, before the phone kind of became a part of their children's lives, Mm. what kind of conversations were you having with your children in the first place? Were you asking things like, how was school? Oh, well, guess what? In the United States, for most kids, school is a pretty meaningless and not very fulfilling experience sometimes stressful stressful situation and you have to just people need to address that like you need to realize that your kids are escaping to their phone because they're the small talk you've you've exhausted with them during the dinner table no longer can't keep you going for 18 years right mm. how was school did you do your chores how did you do this? Did you do that? How was this? Oh, my work was that. Like, you need to engage in conversations that are not surface level. And I think that's why, for example, for us personally, we never really had that issue, like, because of the fact that we were always engaging in conversations. We were always talking about politics, science. So we were never like, and you can tell when we're on our phones at dinner. You can tell there's just nothing meaningful to talk about for anyone or for people. Mm-hmm. And so nobody wants to engage because there's no fulfillment in the physical space.
1: And I also know that, that if I want Dan to stop looking at her phone, mm-hmm. um, there's really a competition going on. Are you being more interesting than the phone? It, that's, <laughs> that's really what's going on. Does she like you or does he, you know, let's say your kids is, is more interest. Do, does he find you more interesting than the phone or does he like you more than the phone at that time? I mean, it kind of goes up and down.
0: Yeah, I think if you're lucky and if you've kind of engaged in in these interactions more often, you'll find that most of the time you don't have to compete very often. Like these things are rare cases. But when you your kids or your spouse is like basically on their phone all the time, that's I think something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it it I think what we're getting at is that the phone is more the phone, social media and stuff like that is is less of the problem of why people are are, you know, apparently not connected yeah. in the in the in the moment. And more of a symptom of the fact that they're trying, that's just a a mechanism for them to be, to make themselves comfortable or to look for some other stimulating thing to do at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Or to just really just to kind of go into their own world and not have to deal with whatever situation is there because it's not particularly pleasant or enjoyable yeah, it might or, be or like, interesting.
0: It might be just like in that moment that person is having a, an emotional stress that they need sort of to detach from for at least that a specific amount of time to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I have on my phone... So I did a cleanup yesterday of, my, of the apps that I have on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I deleted um, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And I don't have Facebook, per se, but I have the Facebook app for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just said, well, I'll manage the podcast Facebook through my desktop. Because mm-hmm. I don't really need it. Um, and I think you've... I've, I have found... That in moments where I reach for Instagram, because I have said this many times, I'm in a serious relationship with Instagram. That's my, my go-to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, when I reach for, when I'm like refreshing Instagram a lot <clears throat> or looking at it a lot in the day, that's when I find that I'm having one of those days where like nothing around me is very stimulating. So I need something else. I need something virtual to, to add to that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and that's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, for me, um, I have, my apps are all over screens. the place. Yeah, you I need have to organize it. Well, I mean, I, this is how it's organized. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little different, <laughs> is but each page Each page like, has a theme. Gotcha. For example, this, this page is my social media social stuff. Media. Uh, this page is like my most frequently used apps right here. Mm. Uh, you know, an important app, such Mm. as my alarm clock and my calendar and so on. But I, and then here's my like services page where I go to, right. So anyways, I guess, you know, my apps that I go to for entertainment, you know, range from anything from games on my phone, uh, to social media. And of course, uh, music, um, But I have found that, you know, although I have all these options for entertaining myself, you know, because of my personality, probably, I'm kind of a people watcher, you know, like I I really enjoy it.
0: (laughs) In the non-creepy kind of way. Yeah, I
1: mean, I just kind of, I do tend to, to, I'm like one of the last people to pull out their phones at the DMV, for example, or at some other, like at the dentist. I was recently at the dentist and and there was no one else and, and some other guy came in. And I didn't have my phone out. I found myself just kind of, I've also been practicing meditation a little bit. So I kind of mm. like, you know, every moment that I, that I can have where I'm just able to, to quiet down and the dentist just happened to be that place, you mm. know, for a period of time. But then this other guy came, came in and uh, started filling out their forms. And, you know, I almost pulled out my phone. You know, I, I was like, well, I guess, you know, the peace has been disturbed, so mm. uh, should I do something? And then I almost pulled out my phone, but then I decided not to. And I just kind rela- rela- of you know, realized that there was interesting things going on. I wasn't watching him directly, but I noticed that he had a variety of facial expressions about what he was doing. He seemed uncomfortable and unhappy for a moment, he shifted in his, in his seat multiple times. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I was wondering why that would be the case, you know, is he going to experience a painful, you know, procedure. procedure? And, uh, you know, I then looked at the time and I wondered how long my wife was going to be inside, you know, the dentist because her appointment was going on at that moment. And I was really just waiting for her. And then, out of out of the blue, he he start he mentions he he does a comment he he says something and I'm like a the trigger for yeah. conversation. He just commented about the fact that this form is asking him so much stuff that
0: about his personal
1: about life. his personal life that he's just feeling uncomfortable about it. And and I was like, oh yeah, you know they do ask you a lot of stuff. It's just crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know I also understand that they do that because they want to know what your health status is you know mm. but that it all kind of made sense that he was just all the shifting around in his seat all his facial expressions had to do with his level of discomfort with the form with the form mm-hmm. and and i just found that fascinating that that me actually kind of like not going away from the moment satisfied my curiosity because that was to me more stimulating than actually going into my phone to play one of my games. Mm-hmm. You know, at that moment, I found that very interesting because that's just my personality. Um, and then I did get the be- you know, the reward of, of hearing him say those
0: things. Con- affirmation of what you were doing. Yeah.
1: But then I, I, then I realized that, you know, shortly after, once that tension had been broken or, or once he had expressed himself because he was feeling tense... Um, he kind of went to a pretty relaxed state and, uh, and shortly after my wife did come out and so on. But then I found myself using the phone before long to check my Facebook because I had some notifications on there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that was just one of those examples where depending on what you feel like doing, you may or may not go into your phone. At that time, I felt more like just staying in the moment because I found it so interesting what was going on but then I, am, I eventually did go into my phone because my phone had some interesting things going on you know, mm-hmm. Facebook, people were doing something on Facebook <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, I think it really is just, you know it's not the cause it's really just a symptom, yeah, it's really just a, a side effect yeah, it's just a, another thing in our, in our environment that we can do yeah, that I competes kinda, with everything else.
0: I find in situations like work environments, for example, mm-hmm. in meetings where there's a lot of people and perhaps the subject matter doesn't necessarily address everyone right away. You know, like there's certain people that have more stake in parts of the conversation than others. Or maybe people are just disinterested. And I find that many people actually take their phones with them to meetings mm-hmm. and during the meeting while somebody else is talking we'll kind of like be scrolling through something or we will be messaging
1: or looking at <coughs> emails
0: looking at emails, other work related stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I have done that before actually I'm guilty of that.
0: Yeah, I have done that before too, particularly when like when there's something that I really need to do and then when there's these big group meetings that I still need something else, Done, um, but I actually don't take my phone around with me, mm-hmm. and so like I don't you, have pockets. You have the
1: you have the watch now. Well,
0: yeah. So I have the Apple Watch, and it does it does send notifications to me, um, and it's in, so I guess I'll talk a little bit about that and taking it out of the moment. Mm-hmm. So the notifications you set right, so you decide what you want to be notified about, mm-hmm. and most of the time I get a notification. I kind of look at it, see what it is, or I dismiss it. If I'm in a meeting where I have a lot of stake, mm-hmm. if like if I'm in a meeting, and I actually really need want to pay attention, um, because for me it's really meaningful, and I don't want to be disturbed. Mm-hmm. My I'll just let it vibrate, and I won't even look at it. I'll just like keep going. I'll I'll know that it's there, and then I need to look at it post meeting, but I don't let it interrupt my, my like my moment right there Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think but going back to not taking my phone to to my around with me is that I find that I am more present in my meetings because I don't take it with me or Mm -hmm. maybe I'll put it on silent Mm -hmm. but that's because I'm really interested in what is going on
1: Mm -hmm. well I want to add to that a little Mm -hmm. bit and and kind of a, a another coin, another side of the coin to having the device with you in the meeting. Uh, one of the things that I do, you know, and this is probably something that people will never know whether or not I'm paying full attention to them or not, but I actually go into meetings sometimes with my phone, with my work phone, and um, I actually have a note-taking app in my phone. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, not that long ago, I, I was in a teleconference and I, I was actually using my phone to take, to take notes. my notes about the things that I needed to, to think about or do or follow up on or whatever. And um, it was actually really efficient, I mm-hmm. thought. And I was actually, I felt like I actually was very connected to the meeting because I was interacting with the content of the meeting and putting it down on my notes even though it was my phone and my mobile device. I was really, really linked up, I thought, Mm -hmm. to that meeting. And my notes were a lot more detailed than the other person that was with me, for example, uh, when we were talking about the meeting. and So, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on, like you say, how connected and how, how much stake you have in the meeting, whether or not you're fully linked. And the person that is looking down at their phone maybe doing something related to the meeting or maybe doing something related to, to that work that's going on. Mm-hmm. Or they may be just a little bit unplugged doing something else. It kind of depends. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, these devices are really just kind of a, a double-edged sword. They're neutral, really. You know, mm-hmm. It depends on the situation. Right. You, you don't know. Especially people our age, probably, we're a lot more likely to have the device with us at the same time as we're talking. Yeah, And I I have done that before where I look up something while we're having a conversation.
0: Did we have a... I think we had a conversation about this once. There was an article that was talking about how millennials can actually, you know, millennials, can have their... they actually find taking their phone with them um, to meetings more productive because they take notes on their phone. Mm-hmm. And that older generations found that it, they thought they were being disrespectful, but it was actually like, they were more, because they're more connected to technology, they do everything on technology most of the time.
1: Yeah, and that's really, that's me right there. You know, I, I really incorporate technology in every single thing I can. And I find myself being a lot more productive. Like, for example, a lot of times I have documents on my phone. I mean, I have Dropbox. And I I quickly, I have access to all of the documents that I need, you know, about equipment and so on and so forth in my phone. Mm -hmm. And you may not notice why I just pulled out my phone to look at something, but I have a lot of specifications on there about that particular machine, for example. Right. It's not that I'm standing in front of a piece of equipment or a machine. Tweeting. (laughs) Tweeting is actually that I'm I'm actually working. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It's actually pretty interesting how, you know, there's a totally different, you can have multiple mindsets with your device. It can be a highly productivity enhancing tool. It can be also an escape, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's, that's really why I feel like they're really neutral. There is no causation per se. It's just a symptom. Whatever you're doing is probably just a symptom of, of the existence of, other conditions in your life already you know like you don't like your work you know your boss treats you like crap or maybe you don't feel like you're connected to your team and then or you don't feel great and then maybe you you'll escape into Facebook for a while or you're just burned out you know Mm -hmm. and you just go into some other thing um or you know you don't feel like your relationship at that time is that great and Or you just want to be left alone for a while. And then you'll escape.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfectly... Wow. That's a perfectly valid reason why people Mm -hmm. use their phones um, for escaping. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason people read, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's informative. (laughs) And it's also enjoyable. And it's it's almost meditative. You know? I think. Mm -hmm. Um... So, yeah, I mean, just the same way you can pull out your phone to, to escape. You can also pull your phone out to, to connect more, you know, to take pictures with the person that you're with. I mean, talk about, I mean, that's pretty intimate almost, you know, mm-hmm. I would say. That's pretty, that's a big connection.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny. I heard once um, there was a discussion about Instagram and who your Instagram feed is for. And so are you <clears throat> are you curating your feed for other people? So what you want other people to perceive you as? Or are you doing it as for yourself, as a like a memory lane? And one way to kind of gauge that is how often you actually scroll through your own Instagram feed. And I I am one of those people that will, if it's like, <clears throat> if it's a really special meal, for example, like a Christmas dinner, New Year's dinner, or birthday dinner, or cake, or whatnot, I will take a picture of it. And I might post it on Instagram. And it's not... For me, it's not like, oh, look, everyone, this is what my family's having for Christmas. It's... For me, it's sort of like, yes, I do post it. I could technically just keep it in my gallery. But mm. that gets really lost. Because I have all these photos and I download them and I, it's hard to scroll through all of them. So I curate my most memorable ones and I put them on Instagram. And then I scroll through it pretty much once a week. Like I scroll through my Instagram and I'll be, you know, um, for my 23rd birthday, you guys took me to that Japanese, Mm -hmm. uh, French-Fusion restaurant. I posted a picture. And every time I scroll through and I find out, I'm like, oh man, wasn't that night so much fun? Wasn't that great? Look at that. I have this picture. Great. And I, and I go down memory lane. Yeah. And so that, I think, is one way a lot of people use their social media. is to kind of... It's like the memories. Now, why, does, why do Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook, why do they have some sort of memory app or memory feature you know when mm-hmm. you look back it's because that's kind of like the initial intent of these applications
1: and people do care about <clears> that <throat> I think people do notice that as a feature of you know one of the functions that it has I've done it myself yeah and my Instagram feed is very tiny by comparison to most people yes. because I don't use it very much but when I do go get on Instagram it's so small it's easy for me to look through mm-hmm. all these pictures that I have posted. I'm like, Oh wow, yeah, that was I almost forgot about that. But right? it's a good thing I have it there because it was a good time. Exactly. So
0: Yeah, like your birthday. Yeah, it's a memoir,
1: you know. It's yeah. a memoir of certain events that you found meaningful or, you know, cool, or or enjoyable. You did. Yeah.
0: And I mean and for many people, to be honest, for many people social media, particularly Instagram, is their portfolio right so that's why you might find a lot of people are investing in because this is the age we live in where people are scouted through social media right they can get jobs through their and so a lot of people curate their instagram feeds to reflect the brand that they're creating mm-hmm. and so they use it as a portfolio so people are can be like hey look this is what i've posted This is how I work with brands, this is the videos that I make, Uh, this is the kind of content I can create, and this is what I'm showing you so you can decide whether to hire me. And I mean, those people will naturally curate and spend more time on their feeds, and to be honest, yes, they'll probably worry about getting more followers. Why? Because it probably equates to them to getting more jobs.
1: And it's beneficial for multiple reasons. right.
0: And you have people that are Instagram famous just for just for being themselves on Instagram. And then you have people that have brands on Instagram that they're trying to kind of like
1: mm-hmm.
0: catapult into the world. Mm-hmm. Which in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Right. I mean, it's just the new age. This is where marketing is now. Yeah. So it so used forth. to
0: be that you're... Your resume, your sheet of paper, said everything about you to employers.
1: But well, perhaps nowadays, resumes outdated.
0: <clears throat> yeah, nowadays people can just, oh, I need some an artist to do this. Oh, look, this is this person's Instagram feed. I follow many comic drawers, many many um, artists, mm-hmm. whether they're very like, you know, gallery type to sort of sketches. Mm -hmm. right and comedians and so they're 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 showing their work and Mm -hmm. they're actually getting book deals from this and stuff like that yeah it was very Um, cool actually yeah i think there's no no reason to tell that person not to dedicate time to what is essentially their work Mm -hmm. um but you know going back to this whole topic of relationships and technology um really we can't just continue blaming social media and our computers and our phones for a problem that's always been there it's mm-hmm. just a new tool for escapism mm-hmm. we'll always as long for as long as we don't address what's lacking in our personal relationships in real life so in our physical environments mm-hmm. we won't get rid of these distractions quote-unquote uh. because like you said 100 years ago it might have been a newspaper or a book mm-hmm. 100 years from now it might be virtual reality
1: right we will all be in the augmented reality exactly situations and instead of me talking to the People in the train, maybe I'll be talking with a virtual friend. Exactly.
0: Um, Um, So, why? Because people have always been... There have been many people that are are, are sad, they're lonely, they're depressed.
1: And people are not always accepted Mm -hmm. in society. And uh, that's probably more often than not not the case with most of their personalities. So, people... Curate their entire personality in a sense. Yeah, just think about... To be someone that's acceptable.
0: Exactly. Just think about... um, On a slightly more serious... Serious example. Consider victims of sexual assault, right? They... Studies have shown... shown Psychology and psychologists have shown... That they're often very alienated... Self-alienated people. They feel really alone... Um, they wonder why things have happened to them and whatnot. And <clears throat> sadly, sexual assault has always existed. Like, we just haven't moved past that. And hopefully we can. But nowadays, the people who didn't have the internet, what was it, 20 years, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. have a new medium to connect with people who have been through the similar experiences that they have, right? And so now you're getting things like social media, for example. Recently with the whole Trump thing and the the video of him um, bragging about assaulting women, um, there was a phenomenon in Twitter um, from a writer and, gosh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. Sorry. She's famous. I don't don't know. Um, But she started a hashtag that said hashtag not okay. And women asked women and men to share their stories of sexual assault. And thousands of people started sharing. Right. And so we're having now like a new medium to discuss an old problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and so that's an example of the power of social media, where it's connecting people for situations that <clears throat> have sadly always existed, and now we're bringing light to problems that we just didn't know how that have happened. We just didn't know how to share them, like before cameras, right? People couldn't share when police brutality occurred. They couldn't share when people were assaulted, where problems at home and whatnot. They can or share fun problems, cat videos. Social
1: problems in other countries.
0: Exactly. Before cameras and documentaries, you may have people probably didn't even know about the issues going on in their own communities and across the countries.
1: And this is that that's the reason why I honestly think that whatever certain symptoms can be seen or whatever things people might do with their mobile devices and with the internet that seem uh, pathologically incorrect or, or seem, things that seem just wrong uh, because they, they appear to alienate themselves or something along those lines. I think that the benefits of having the internet and mobile devices and all this technology greatly outweighs the cons of how they could be used to escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they're more of a a benefit. They're they're more of a
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: a feature than a bug. Let's just say. <clears throat> so,
0: yeah. I think you'll always find people that use any new tool for evil, mm-hmm. right? Like gunpowder was invented. Oh, we can make. Uh, fireworks, and we can make guns, right? That's, That that just seems to be how it always happens for us. Yeah, and humanity
1: so, seizes everything <laughs> that has power mm-hmm. and explores all, all its ap- applications.
0: Right, and so you will have people on social media, for example, those follow-to-follow people that are just, like... I'm not even sure they're people. I think they're robots sometimes, or fake I accounts. think so, too, sometimes. Yeah, and they're, like, meaningless... Waste of space on the internet or trolls. Trolls are like this whole thing. They're
1: definitely (laughs) exploiting the internet, (laughs)
0: right? But does that mean that we're not going to share um, our ideas? That we're not gonna we're gonna shy away from creating communities. Um, A lot of really a lot of startups nowadays are are kind of harnessing the power of social media. To connect with their customers, mm-hmm. um, so you're having a lot of different brands that actually, rather than be be coming from a coming from a brick and mortar store, they're coming from the internet
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because that's the fastest way to reach <clears throat> their communities.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so.
0: It, it good things happen, bad things happen with it. But like we've said a couple times, like we just can't, we can't blame our phones and the internet. Yeah. For what's always been a problem.
1: Right. I mean. So yeah, the the kids at at the dinner table or at the breakfast table, example, is a great example. I mm-hmm. think you know. You know, are you connected to them in such a way that they feel like they want to open up?
0: Right, or are you perhaps? Yeah yourself tired you're dissatisfied with your own life and you're kind of not choosing to maybe you're just complaining about your job all the time at home maybe you're trying to control your environment to make up for the your own feelings of lack of control you know maybe you're telling your kids do this and do that because you you feel yourself losing Hold of your own realities Um, and that's something you need to address before you can actually convince your kids to get off their phone Mm -hmm. you might need to address the what your kids lives really are like
1: or if it is your friends you know I mean it's possible that your friends have something that they really find stimulating in their phone at the moment or at the at that time that you felt like you wanted more attention from that person.
0: And be honest, I, I think also a good way to do it is like you tell me, Hey, get off your phone. Come on, pay attention to me. Right. Like I'll do that to you too. And then you're like, Oh, okay, well let's 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 come up with something that's interesting yeah. for both of us. Yeah.
1: yeah, sometimes just expressing that desire that you want someone's attention may be all you need to get it started. Yeah. But you know?
0: also don't punish them. For having escaped. Because yeah, I mean... Because it may- might be uh, stemming from many reasons that you might not know. Yeah. You might at maybe perhaps you need to ask, Hey, I notice you're spending a lot of time on your phone. Like, is everything okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that may seem really, you know, mushy or whatever people are cliche. But, I mean, I, it seems to me like that's the truth. I mean... Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the truth or do you want to just act tough? You know, it's up to you. If you want to act tough or act like you don't care about anyone, then you can stay in your phone uh, Mm -hmm. as long as you want. Or you can leave your friends in your phone or your kids in their phone and you can do your own thing. But if you actually do want attention and you're not trying, then perhaps don't complain about it. In the internet saying that that it's all the phone's fault. When the phones have no feelings whatsoever. Right.
0: They're just a tool.
1: No agenda at all.
0: Everything Um, has been man-made. Instagram, Facebook, humans made it. I mean, let's let's only blame each other if you're going to blame someone.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, Mike Zuckerberg didn't have... Mark? Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) Um, Didn't have some kind of master plan of what... Facebook would do He to might some have people.
0: one now, but, he might, you know...
1: But he probably didn't know, or he probably didn't think that there would be a correlation between excessive amounts of Facebook use and depression or whatever people might, right. you know, blame Facebook for. So I think that I think that we addressed this issue pretty well. Is there anything you, else you think of, you can think of?
0: Um, no, I think my final thought is just don't hate on technology. Don't yeah. make it the villain and address your internal needs. And you'll find that the answer probably is a lot more complicated than Instagram's killing my my confidence. You're probably going to find that your confidence was al- always low to begin with. Mm. Um, I'm not deleting Instagram from my phone anytime soon. And I have also found some pretty... Uh, meaningful relationships um, through social media and through like chat groups I find mm-hmm. them um, fulfilling because I was not able to fulfill those those interests in my physical world so I found people that are real people <clears throat> through through the internet um, doesn't sound as sketchy as I'm making it. It isn't as sketchy as I'm making it out to be. But, <laughs> but slack groups and chats and focus groups and that's why Meetup exists. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that I think we talked about a lot. Yeah, um, and I think that
1: I think that the answers are are there kind of already mm-hmm. for people to to take action on them. But, you know, if this, has, if this is something that's bothered you or bothered someone around you before, I mean, certainly it's hard to drop, like, a truth bomb on someone sometimes. But, you know, internally, mm-hmm. you kind of know it's there. You kind of know the truth. So, yeah. uh, you know, you can use that yeah. to your advantage now, just knowing these facts. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to say... Hey, you know what? I, I really, you know, would like to to do something. You know, let's do something out there or let's let's, let's play some game or just yeah. talk. Yeah. Just
0: talk. Maybe yeah. that's all you need to do next time. Go to that person and just say, hey, let's talk for a hmm. little bit.
1: <clears throat> yeah, although they'll make it sound like you're gonna have one of those painful conversations. Like an intervention, like, hey, we yeah. need to
0: talk. By the yeah. way, <laughs> like, hey, let's let's talk. Let's go for a coffee or a tea or whatever it is that you consume. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: People are are interesting creatures. <laughs>
0: Most of them, not yeah, all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sadly, hope you enjoyed this episode of that the podcast about everything we'll see you next time
1: yes and as usual you can follow us on instagram and as usual
0: (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of dot the podcast about everything be Mm -hmm. sure to like and subscribe and leave us any comments in down below we're also going to post some links that you might find meaningful and you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can listen to us through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and maybe if you don't like any of those, you can listen to us on Overcast. Um, so we're 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 out there. Yep, yeah, everywhere. Yep, watching <laughs> <laughs> or ready to be listened to, really. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. See you next time.